Hi, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie Clarice, and this is a short, encouraging podcast for moms who want to love God, love his holy word, and love their family. How does that sound? Are you ready to start your 500 Seconds to Joy? Then let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so grateful you pressed play. I am hoping and praying that the time you spend here listening into these affirmations, listening to my conversation with Amy Eilers from House of Eilers really blesses you in your day and just helps you to grow closer in your relationship to the Lord and also helps you in your family life. I truly believe that as moms, we have so much power in our home. And that's why I wanted to bring Amy Eilers on the podcast again. If you haven't heard of her, Amy has a blog, House of Eilers, and that's House of E-I-L-E-R-S, House of Eilers. You can go to houseofeilers.com. It's linked in the show notes. Go to House of Eilers on Instagram. She's really fun to follow. And um, you can learn more about her. I wanted to bring her on because she and I are both very committed to using our phones intentionally. Do we always do this well? No way. (laughs) We are working on it too. But we wanted to share with you just some tips we have for intentional phone usage as a Christian mom and just to give you some thoughts, ideas, encouragement, and then take it to prayer. Take it to the Lord. We are not the experts. God is. And we just want to shine a light on this common mom life problem, which is checking your phone too much, burying your head in your phone and forgetting to look up at those sweet people around you that you prayed for. So let's first start though with some affirmations. And my friend Katie, she had the podcast Revive and I'm so grateful that she allowed me to use this audio that she recorded. This was, I believe, two years ago now that she recorded these affirmations and they are so helpful. They were helpful then, they're helpful now. I just listened to them this morning, actually, and they were so life-giving. They helped me to be more kind and patient with my children. They helped me to get a chore done, cleaning the bathrooms. Don't like doing that, but it's got to be done. Um, And so I just pray that they give you life too. So let's start with these affirmations. They are based in the truth of scripture. And I just want to share with you Psalm 37.3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So you will dwell in the land and be nourished in safety. And then Psalm 37 verse 4. I bet you've heard of this. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Take delight in him. Delight in him as you listen to these affirmations. Delight in him as you listen to this conversation with Amy Eilers from House of Eilers. And let's get started with these beautiful affirmations. Open your heart, open your mind, and enjoy this time. I am the best mom for my children. I was born to be their mom. I am important in the lives of my children. My vocation is a pathway for holiness. I choose joy. I choose peace. I am learning. I love God, myself, and my family well. I trust God to care for me and my family. I offer each moment as a prayer. I am not alone. My children are a gift. I am grateful for this life I get to live. When I serve my family, I am serving God. I am beautiful. 
I am strong. I am secure. I can find all I need in Jesus. I choose to acknowledge my goodness and the goodness of others. I do not need to be like others. I am me. I am a good listener. I take time to pray and connect with God as I go through the day. I need God even more than rest. I can be tired and be okay. I do what I should when I should do it. People are more important to me than things. I don't need to finish everything on my to-do list. I try my best. I am enough. I celebrate my family's victories. I am not afraid to make changes. I allow myself to have fun. I like learning new things. It is okay to take time to care for me. I am good at finding the positives in life. I love hearing my children's voices. I love talking to my children. I can think clearly and act calmly. I am the primary educator of my children. I love my husband with a love that is faithful, free, total, and fruitful. I am a good homemaker. I guard my mind and heart in the hearts of my children. I eat well. I take time to enjoy the simple pleasures of life with my kids. I get fresh air and sunshine. I do what I can to help myself and family be healthy and let go of things I can't control. I have what I need for today. I am a happy person. I am dependable. I work hard. I can laugh at myself. I like to play. I am creative and resourceful. I am a good steward. I can keep a budget. I am a gracious and effective communicator. I slow down when I get too busy. I prioritize well. I am a calm mother. I have a perfect and loving mom in heaven. I like being a girl. I am flexible. I set boundaries for myself and my children. I count my blessings. I give myself grace and mercy. I give my husband and children grace and mercy. I choose words that speak life and truth. I do not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Without struggle, there is no progress. I am comfortable in my own skin. I am a good host. I am honest. I don't need to be perfect or have my house perfect to have others over. I can say no. I am good at a lot of things. I am not good at some things, but that is okay. I look at life's crosses as opportunities. I say yes to God's will. I pray for grace to see myself, my life, and others the way He does. I am caring. I can do two things at once, but I'm good at knowing when I need to just do one thing at a time. I choose not to compare myself to others. When I struggle or make a mistake, I pause, breathe, ask God for help, and begin anew. 
I do not give up. I am hopeful about the future. I delight in motherhood and enjoy my vocation. I am irreplaceable, valuable, and needed. I allow God to work through me and to show me how to use the unique gifts he has given me. I encourage others. I am a gracious receiver and giver. I honor God with my body. I give thanks and praise God for his many blessings. I fill my mind with truth, goodness, and beauty. I entrust and consecrate my family to God. God has great plans for my children. I let go of what I need to let go of and hold on to what I need to hold on to. I know how to laugh. I see my suffering as an opportunity to become a better person and become even more blessed. I am quick to forgive. God loves my children even more than I can and he wants what is best for them. I call on the saints to be my ever-present friends and intercede for me. I make choices that help me be a better version of myself. I allow God to use my mistakes and failures to sanctify me and help me become more like Him. I am open to life. I am open to love. I am open to God. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. I chose my vocation, and I choose to embrace it. I believe the church is here to help me succeed. I want to be a happy, healthy, and holy person. It is normal to have hard days. It is okay to ask for help. I can do this. I want to do this. I know who I am and whose I am. I strive to work for the true good of my husband and children. I seek friendships that help me become who God made me to be. I am a good friend. I am growing into a virtuous woman. When I don't know what to do, I am good at prayerfully researching and seeking good counsel. I have a teachable, trusting heart. I like trying new things. I am smart and successful. God sees me and who I am and all I do and he is proud of me. As a woman, I possess a deep strength. I am intelligent. Things are going exactly as they should. Everything happens for a reason. I am capable of handling things well. I can do hard things. I do not need the approval of others. I am secure in Christ and want to please Him. I take my concerns and worries to God. I trust he is in control and will show me what to do. I am patient with myself and my family. I love my husband and I love being his wife. I play an important role and so does my husband. I respect my husband and allow him the chance to provide, lead, and love me as Christ does the church. I give my whole life, mind, body, and soul to God not holding anything back. I allow God to fill me when I feel empty. I am a beloved daughter of the King, and He withholds nothing good from me. God uses everything in my life for my good and the good of others. God will not let me down. I am a prayer warrior. 
I like myself. This day is a gift. I want what God wants today. I am renewed by God's presence to me in the sacraments. I love myself and my life. I was made on purpose for a purpose. I am pure. I appreciate and praise God for the gift of being able to bear and have children. I entrust the size of my family to God and make wise choices about it. I do not take what I have for granted. I live life abundantly and joyfully with a grateful heart. I am kind and compassionate toward others. I love when others share with me, and I love to share with them. There is no place I'd rather be. I choose to be right here, right now. I breathe in deep the peace of Christ. No one can take him from me. God is good and my life is good. I am a blessing. I am blessed. Welcome back to the podcast, Amy. Thanks for having me again. I'm so happy to be back. I know. I'm excited. I love having people back that I just really like, and you're one of those people. So (laughs) thank you. You're welcome. A lot of people have heard of you because we've done some phone challenges together. So Amy, Mm -hmm. if you don't know Amy Eilers from House of Eilers, everybody, you need to know her. And (laughs) you share so much realness on Instagram, which... Um, I'm not on social media right now, but I occasionally go on and check things. And um, one of the things I check is like certain people's accounts that like inspire me or lift me up and you're one of them. And it's because you share real stuff. Um, So speaking of using our phone for Instagram, let's get into it. (laughs) Let's talk about how you know you're on your phone too much and what to do to put boundaries in place. Like this is Mm -hmm. just a whole can of worms and we're going to try to keep this short and sweet friends, but Um, We could talk about this for hours. So why don't you get started? Just let us know kind of your like checks. Like, okay, this is something that I got to keep myself in check. If I'm doing this, I'm on my phone too much. Or if I'm snapping, that's how I know. Or, you know, just those kinds of things where you feel like you're catching yourself on your phone too much. And then when you find that happening, what do you do with boundaries? Yeah, well, I think um, I think that phones are such a great tool, but I think that with everything in life, you need boundaries. Um, Anything in too much is dangerous. Um, And I think for me, I use, it's important to know when we're using our phone in a healthy way and when we're using it in, in a not healthy way or in a, you know, as a crutch for when life gets hard. And for me, I run to my phone when I'm an avoider, like I'm a phone user to avoid. Um, Mm -hmm. that work comes through in so many aspects of my life. Um, spousal conflict, I will grab my phone to like escape, zone out, avoid. Parenting gets draining, um, or it's the long day. Everybody's kind of like on each other, you know, like sometimes in parenting and I'm realizing as our kids get older, um, because we're, you know, we're almost an eight-year-old now for our oldest. It's like a whole different season we're coming into right now. And when parenting gets harder with the older girls, especially, I will reach for my phone. And I know that that's probably the last thing I should be doing is like escaping on my phone. I should probably be parenting, right? But it's <laughs> funny how even when it yep. gets hard and we know what we're supposed to do, we still run and avoid. Or for me, I run and avoid. 
Um, even, even personally with like internal anxieties, um, it might not be like interpersonal conflicts for me, but just my own personal insecurities or things like that, instead of addressing them and working through them, I go to my phone. So for me, um, and like you're saying for you, you know, I don't know what some of your like triggers are, but like when things get hard for me, I avoid, and I've been noticing that I avoid to my phone and it's so hard. Uh, yes, I, I feel you with the conflict thing. Yeah, the conflict. Um, I even notice when I'm arguing with my husband, I'll like want to just check out and go grab my phone. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is too hard. And I feel like because I practice it sometimes with my kids, like, oh, this is too hard. And I grab my phone. It's like it carries over to my other relationships, like with mm-hmm. my husband or anybody. Right. And so it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, there's always been unhealthy coping mechanisms forever. Like people have always used unhealthy ways of dealing with feelings or conflict or things that were hard in parenthood. But we just now have this new thing we can use, which is our smartphone. So it's not like we're doing something different from people that have been living forever, right? It's like humans have always been trying to avoid their feelings. Like that's just a very human experience. And I feel like we shouldn't feel, I mean, it's easy to say this, but I feel like we shouldn't feel guilty when we notice it. It's Mm -hmm. just like a check engine light. It's like a, hey, something's going on here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've noticed, I mean... This, I don't always do this, but this helps where I think to myself, before I grab my phone, why? Like, what mm-hmm. am I doing here? Like, just a one-second pause gives your brain kind of like a second yep. to catch up and think, huh, what am I doing? And sometimes I will stop myself and think, oh, I am trying to avoid a hard parenting moment. And other times I'm too upset to even care. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's grace totally. for that. <laughs> that's why I, I was yeah. so like kids uh, I say that's why we need Jesus <laughs> well and, yeah you know, and I think I think that it is important some to real to recognize that sometimes we do need to escape for a minute and time out yes. but what is but what is the difference between like why is the phone such a dangerous tool for that you know when we when we escape to like maybe go for a walk outside there's an end to that walk you know it's a it's a finite moment or I'm going to grab a book and I'm going to read the book is only so long or you only get through so many chapters. What, what is it about the phone that makes it such an unhealthy coping mechanism or it make it or can make it, it's not always an unhealthy coping mechanism. You know, I think that it's so easy to like blame the phone for everything, but um, right. I think the way that apps and things are designed now, and this is no secret to any of us at this point is that they're, they're made to be endless. They're made to hold our attention and to continue to drop us the alerts and the notifications to keep us involved and entranced, quite Mm -hmm. simply speaking, endlessly. And I think that's the slippery slope. And I think that that is why it's important to recognize, like, why we're using our phone in that moment, like you said. And, And that is also important, like you had mentioned, putting boundaries in place, like, why we should have boundaries for our phone use. So that way, if we do choose there, you know, I'm going to tune out with my phone for a minute. There needs to be that ending moment to, to the activity, you know? Yeah, I agree. I know I, I haven't been the best about this, but it's something I'm really trying to work on 
which is checking my phone in like a certain spot in my house, mm-hmm. like yep. not just bringing it all around with me, um, which can be hard when I'm doing stuff for the podcast and, you know, maybe it's like my, you know, it's my work, it's my ministry, right? Mm-hmm. And I bet you feel similarly with what you do on your phone with your blog. Yes. It's like, you know, it's something you're doing that is creative and lights you up, but also is like your work, right? So yes. yep. that can be hard. But I think, yeah, having kind of a designated time and place to look at your phone does kind mm-hmm. of help as a boundary. Um, I've been working on putting it in the cabinet. I would say that's my favorite boundary that I've actually implemented thus far is putting it on ring and then putting it in the cabinet because I have this weird fear of missing out. I think we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really do have some things like my mom um, who has cancer and, you know, sometimes things happen where I need to know what's going on with her. And so Mm -hmm. I have this real like warranted reason to be on alert, you know, to know what's going on with her, especially if she has a test result that's going to come up. But I don't want to be checking my phone all morning because I'm supposed to be, you know, with my kids, right? And I want to be, and I want to be homeschooling. And so anyway, that's a big boundary for me that I would just put out there to anybody. Um, It's very simple. Just put it in a cabinet or a drawer and sort of set it and forget it. Like, don't worry about it just for a little while. And it's really amazing when you don't see your phone in sight, it makes yes, you less out of, likely to want it. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. It's so true. Yes. I know for for me, I've worked super hard to establish phone boundaries and I can feel when life gets hard, like, you know, certain things happen in life or, you know, maybe someone's sick, like you said, or, and it makes you want to stay connected in that and and that's important. And so for me, establishing like, very clear phone boundaries has been so helpful. I have like yes zones and no zones in our home. Mm -hmm. Yes times of day and no times of day. And I think that it's important to acknowledge both the yes and the no for the phone. Like, like, do I want my phone in my bed at night? No, probably not because that's going to deter from our marriage connection. You know, do I want my phone at the dinner table? No, because I want to be able to have eye contact and conversation with my family. But do I need to use my phone for work sometimes? Absolutely. So it's setting up those yes times of day, the yes spaces. Like, of like I love that you said you have yes spaces. So I have, I try to keep my phone use in the laundry room and in the kitchen. And those are like my two phone spots. I keep it nice. in a drawer. Other than, otherwise, you know, throughout the day as much as I can, which it is super hard, especially when you're running around the house, you know, chasing kids around and trying to parent. And then sometimes you want to find those like, you know, spots of your day where you can do some work or squeeze it in in between parenting and staying home. It's, it's very hard. You're juggling, you know, we're juggling all of this, but trying Mm -hmm. to really clearly establish those phone boundaries, times of day. Like my one thing that helps me so much is trying to stay off my phone until 9am. Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's so crazy because I get to like eight, eight thirty, and my mind really wants to start scrolling on my phone, but I get through that hump. And by the time I get to nine o'clock so many times, I'm, I'm immersed in my day. Then I'm immersed in either hanging out with my kids or doing a home task that then I get to like 10 30 or 11. And that's when I'm finally picking up my phone for the day. So that's mm-hmm. one of my main helpers is that establishing times of day when I don't want to use my phone, it helps um, keep me involved in my real life, so to speak, you know? And it's so funny because 
this is it. This is our real life. Like, do we want to have our nose in our phone or do we want to be here? You know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think sometimes, I mean, if I'm being honest, sometimes I don't want to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I know. Right. And I yeah. think that's the hard part is that sometimes it feels so hard that you don't want to be here and you want to escape. But yeah. like you said, how are we using our phone in healthy ways versus unhealthy ways? I mean, mm-hmm. whoever's listening to this podcast, I think that's a healthy way to use your yes. phone. If yeah, you're using absolutely. your phone to pray or read the Bible, like in the morning, I tell myself, okay, you can check your text and your email after you mm-hmm. read the daily readings. So yep. I have to read scripture first and then I can do a quick little phone check. Like that works for I, me. So I, I do tried. the same thing. Do you do that too? Okay. Yes, and I, I try to and not I, check yeah. and I'm like, I have to check. I just, yep. I have to check real quick, but I have to start with God. So, yep. okay. Tell me what and, you do. I, I have, I've made a point to clear my entire home screen. So when I do unlock my phone, all that's on there are the most basic apps. I've delegated tasks like Facebook, email, like that is as much on my laptop as I can. You know, I try to tell myself, nope, I can't do that on my phone. There's no Facebook app Mm. on my phone, you know? Um, And when I open up my home screen, there's my calendar, my text messages, my Bible app and like that's and my notes app because I'm I use my notes app all the time but that's like all there is on my home screen because that's all that really needs my immediate attention on my phone anything other Mm -hmm. than that is an app that doesn't even have a place on my home screen I have to search for it on my phone to find the app um and that helps it helps so much because it gives you like yeah well it gives you like you said that one second pause why am I here what am I really doing here and mm-hmm. your thumb doesn't automatically have that twitch and trigger to open up Instagram or to, you know, open up Pinterest or whatever your vice is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me so much. One other thing, um, when we do, because it is, it's so truthful, there are times when life gets hard and we don't want to be here. You know, we don't want to be present. We do want to find that escape. I, this is a newer thing for me, is the prepared environment. And we hear this a lot. You probably hear it in homeschooling or people who study Montessori education, child, early childhood education, but a prepared environment sets us up for success. It sets our children up for success in play um, and learning. It, and bringing that into our life as adults is for something that it, it never occurred to me, but it has made so much sense now that I recognize it. When I go into the kitchen, mm-hmm. it's a prepared environment. I have my tools where I need them. I know exactly what I need to do and to the steps of making dinner. When I go into the bathroom, I have a prepared environment. My toothbrush is there. My toothpaste is there. All these things are there to set us up for success, right? So how are we setting ourselves up for success when the hard times come in our environment, in our home? Do I not have, do I have um, an overwhelming space in front of me where all the surfaces are cluttered that when I do feel overwhelmed with life and interpersonal conflict and all those other things, bills or whatever, you know, and I look around in my home and I'm overwhelmed with my physical space, I'm going to grab my phone because it is an escape from my physical space. Mm-hmm. Or can I create that prepared environment? Can I set, you know, a stack of books in my bedroom next to my chair? Or can I, you know, put a cozy blanket and a couple books or something, you know, in the living room or my favorite spot to sit. So that way, when I do want to escape, I can, my Bible's there you know, a a great current self-help read is there to inspire me or, you know what I mean? Like setting up those little spots and pockets to encourage me to do more positive activities when I want to escape or, you know, even like a basket, if you have a hobby, put it in a cute little basket, 
have it ready to go so you can grab it and immerse your hands. Because sometimes we just need the busy work of our hands and our phone does that for us so easily that we choose it first before other things. So finding other ways to busy our hands, to distract our mind, to calm our body. There's so much science behind using our hands to calm our body and self-regulate. Finding healthy ways to, to occupy our hands in those moments and setting those areas up for success can, can do so much for us with our mental health. That is so helpful. Wow. I didn't even think about how the prepared environment. And it's funny because I do that with my Bible and my books. I actually mm -hmm. have my Bible on my kitchen counter, like kind of nicely displayed next mm -hmm. to my knives and some decor. And I tell moms all the time, use it as a visual reminder. Like this yes. is the kind of person you want to be. You want to be the kind of mom who grabs her Bible before her phone. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the kind of person you want to be, yeah, set yourself up for success and just have it out on the counter. Because even the act of going to the bookshelf and pulling it out, just that yeah. those few more seconds of effort, yeah. like I yeah. just somehow there's like this block there. So when I have I the book out, just like a book, yeah, a self-help book I'm reading or, or the Bible, it, it's just so much easier to just quickly grab it. And even mm -hmm. like a book I want to read to the kids, I've been mm -hmm. trying to put those out too. Like I have this book that's called A Saint Today and it's so cute and it's devotional style and, um, it's just so inspiring to me and the kids and they love it, but I always forget to read it. So I decided, Oh, I'm going to put that on my counter right next mm -hmm. to my little devotional and Bible and self-help book. And I find I grab it more often. So yeah, that's really practical advice. I love that, Amy. Anything yeah. else you want to say to moms to just encourage them and and again, friends, uh, we don't have this figured out, so we're we're working on this too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, every day. There's yeah. There's never going to be an end result of like, yes, I've mastered this because mm -hmm. we are not perfect people, and we need Absolutely. a savior. That's why we need to read scripture every morning. That's why we have to have our Bible on the counter. But you know, as moms who think about this a lot, I feel like you and I really do spend a lot of time focusing on this and trying to be intentional. How can we end by encouraging moms to just really take this and run with it in their own life, not just get inspired, but take action? Well, I, I, I love how we started this conversation with like, just like phone use, but it's come to this, this kind of topic of like, it's okay that sometimes we do want to zone out and escape. Like I wasn't yes. expecting that to come up in this conversation at all, but me it's neither. very much like where I'm feeling pulled. Yeah, and I've too. felt that a lot personally lately too. I think just the years have piled, like the last couple of years have piled up on us. And I think we're, and yes. I've I was just talking to a friend about this the other week about how everything in our life, you know, we, I don't have a lot to complain about, but things do add up and feel overwhelming. And I think it's okay to want to escape sometimes. And, mm -hmm. and some, and I want to say like, for me personally right now, um, even ditching what I, I usually go for self-help books and like the Bible, like those are my go-tos of course, all the time. Um, I love self-help books probably too much, but they can me be too. like draining. I think it's okay to like, yeah. um, divert course. And like, I have found a new love for fiction books and just, it's a healthy way of escaping. Um, 
And it's something that I haven't touched in so long. So I've kind of like ditched self-help and I've kind of, I've given myself permission to like take a time out and even doing things like I focus on the Bible and I'm reading fiction books and I'm finding this love of like, it's okay for me to like immerse in someone else's story and have the, have like let my guard down, you know? And I think that we all kind of need a break and it's finding those healthy ways to take a break and, and, um, even if it is a fiction book, even if it is, you know, just maybe like needlepoint or knitting, like that is all healthy escape and it's okay to, to do that. And I think as moms, we, and this like culture of grinding, like we have to grind and continue to grow and continue. Like mm. that's like such a culture right now, like yeah. better, more now. And it's okay to stop and just be who you are. And it's okay yeah. to take a break and it's okay to give yourself a timeout, like give yourself and have some rest. Fun. And have yeah. fun. Yeah, and have I mean, fun. because I, you know, had a lot of fun with friends yesterday and I was like, wow, this has been a long time since I've done this. And granted, there's been a lot of sickness in our house. So that's part of it, but just having fun and enjoying your life and just being like carefree, you know, yes. the other night, my husband and I stayed up till midnight watching a movie like, was I tired the next day? Yes. I was exhausted, but mm-hmm. I was so I know. filled up and happy and just yes. taking those moments to be a person again. I feel yes. like us moms, you're right. Like we always have to be growing and achieving and, you know, our, probably you and I, our personalities um, lend itself to that, you know, especially yeah, oh, with, absolutely. with like, you know, blogging and podcasting and all of that, that world does kind of draw you in yeah. and, I read a lot of books, um, for the podcast. And so sometimes, yeah, I get burnt out and I agree that fiction is huge. It's so helpful to just escape into a story. And I, I love using hoopla. Um, so that's actually a really nice way to use my phone is that I'll read a book, you know, a Christian romance. (laughs) I love Karen Kingsbury. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. In her stories and I'll read it on my phone on hoopla and, you know, I'd love to have a Kindle, but that's not in the budget right now. So I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to use my phone in a healthy way. I'm going to yes. read this book on my phone and it totally lights me up and fills me up. And it's a healthy, healthy escape. I, and I wouldn't even mm-hmm. call it an escape. It's like a healthy mom break. Yeah. It's just like a, a mom break, a pause. Yeah. It's a yeah. hobby. And so, you know, my hobby of playing tennis, I would love to do that more often, but as a stay-at-home mom, like that's not yeah. always doable. I know. So yep. reading is doable or podcasting is doable. Writing, you know, Christian devotions, like that is doable. So I guess having, having a movie night with your doable? husband. Yeah. Having yes. a movie night with your husband Put all the is kids doable. To bed. I yes. know. And like we, Eric and I just did that this, we had, the kids were home for spring break last week. And I mean, it was like a taxing week. I mean, we had a fun, but it was also like, we're, we're used to our routine of the school year and, and that switches everything up. And so one night we stayed up late and played cribbage all night. And it was like, that's like I a fun it. hobby for us, but we don't do it enough. And it's like, we, it just was like, we just got to have fun together. And I think yeah. we need to do that for ourselves and do that for our marriage and, and do that with our kids. And, and it's, it's okay to just not be serious all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And I think that, that is probably part of what we're looking for on our phone mm-hmm. is that entertainment and excitement and yes. fun. And what's kind of dangerous about looking 
for that on our phone is that there are so many times that we, you know, maybe go on Instagram and we see someone else having fun and then it flares up all this comparison and, you know, this feeling like you're missing out or your life isn't Uh, good enough. And, and you're not and even the, living your own life. You know, you're not having yes. fun in your own life. It's like, wait, you can have fun. You're just too busy looking at someone else having fun, right? Yes. And I think the difference is, is that when we seek out these activities like a movie night or cribbage or, you know, a, a simple card game or whatever, we know what we're choosing. And when we mm-hmm. open up these apps on our phone, we have no idea what will appear in front of us. We can curate our feed as much as possible, but we don't know what we're seeking out. It's a gamble every single time we open these apps. And that's the scary part as a consumer as for ourselves, but also as a parent. And this is a whole nother conversation, but of children using that are will grow up to use technology as we will have to parent right. our children through this. And I think it's important for us as we're all guinea pigs. This is like the first generation of any of this. We are the guinea right. pig. And so for us to recognize what a gamble technology is right now, um, when we do choose to access it. And so for us to get a hang on that and accept that and try to figure it out now. So that way, when our children do start to grow into those stages, we can parent them through that. I think that's Mm -hmm. such an important thing to recognize too. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's so good, Amy. I feel like we could talk for hours about this topic, but we'll just- We'll just end here because most of you listening are busy moms like us. Um, Any last little bits of wisdom, encouragement, anything? I I just want to end by saying to all the moms listening that you're doing a wonderful job and you're doing better than you think you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Anything you want to add, Amy? I just would love to add that um, take the first step in whatever you want out of Um, your life right now take the first step if you want phone boundaries take the first step and write down things that you do and don't want to do with your phone like just write it down write it on a scrap piece of paper write it in your notes on your phone and your notes app but just take the first step set set a couple go order some books online or check them out from the library set them on your bedside table and take the first step that you're not going to get where you want to get unless you don't take that first step so this is Mm. like your permission to like do it take the first step Mm-hmm. And it can be small. You can start yes. by saying from 11 a.m. to 12 noon, I won't be checking my phone. It will be in the cabinet. Yep. And that could be your first small step. It could be yep. so, so simple or establishing the, those yes and no spaces in your home. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. a simple but powerful step you could take. And think about how you could, I don't know, just inspire your husband, inspire your kids, inspire your your friends, your yes. family, like your whole community, there's this ripple effect. So somebody has to take the first step. So Absolutely. let it be you, friend. Let it be you. Yes. Thanks for being here, Amy. This was so, so fun. And yeah. um, I just think you're amazing. <laughs> I think you're amazing. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here again. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Podcast.
Thanks for listening today, friend. I'm so grateful to have you here as part of the 500 Seconds to Joy community. And if you love what you heard here, please share it with a friend. Let's build up the body of Christ and spread joy and love to more Christian families just like you. Until next time, I am so grateful to have you here and I am praying for you and your family. Bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now.